It's Brooke Casanova here on the After Success Podcast. I talk to and interview conscious high achievers about lessons they learned behind closed doors that most don't know, about what happened after they hit their big success. We discuss frameworks for how to answer the looming questions like, what's next? And how do we navigate these massive transitions in our lives? What identity reinvention looks like? and how to build a legacy through your unique gifts in your second act. My goal, my friends, is to help you, one, feel like you're in good company and learn how to co-create a new tribe of deep connection in your life. Two, step out of the disorientation you may be feeling. And three, flood you with frameworks for how to generate new vision and creativity in your everyday life again. This is the After Success Podcast. It really started in my chocolate days. So I've had two careers, really. One was um, running a indulgent chocolate manufacturing company. We were manufacturers. We had plants throughout the world, China, uh, Guatemala, Canada, U.S., and Poland. And it was called Alpine Confections. And me, together with a business partner named Dave Tacklett, were able to grow that company. And we were a, a manufacturer we had regional brands throughout um, the country and through um, different parts. We also did some private label manufacturing. But uh, sort of the, the dream at the time was let's create a healthy and indulgent brand. And mm. not being the best marketing person in the world figured, hey, I can take one of our existing brands and actually introduce something that's a little bit healthy. Well, that was a complete failure. In fact, the funny story is I started, I started, I said, I, well, it's not working with our existing brands. Let's just make a new brand and, and try to launch it. So I came up with, uh, what was the name of them? Oh, Choco Med. If that's not a mouthful, it was horrible. I mean, it was <laughs> just a horrible idea from the start. It was uh, my marketing at its worst. And we launched a few bars that had like, you know, some heart health, some uh, gut health, some different things that we thought mm. would be interesting, but you know, uh, it's a marketing, it's, it, it was a marketing nightmare. So we sure. shot that down and, uh, I just decided I'm just going to be an indulgent brand and we're going to be, we're going to capitalize on the fact that we're indulgent. We'll just do that. So sold that business and retired. And then I was approached by a friend named Brian, uh, Neville who came to me with an idea to say, let's take uh, fruit and coated in chocolate and the lights kind of went off for me right uh, so I thought ooh, there's something that could be healthy and could be indulgent at the same time so we partnered together and started working on a freeze-dried concept um, with freeze-dried fruit coated in chocolate he came from the freeze-dried industry I came from the chocolate industry so it, oh uh, wow talk about together. the perfect partnership there right we worked well together and then uh, as we went into it, we kept thinking, well, there's probably more to it. Um, this is a good product. Let's try to figure out uh, what else we can add to it. And we came up with this um, frozen concept. So that's kind of the origins. And so this was a true startup where my, pro my product yeah. business was we, we, we grew about 50% through acquisition and another 50% through just organic growth. Wow. 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 That's amazing. And what, what a niche. I love talking about like the markets that people go into because the health and wellness industry is explosive, especially for people that are health conscious. So I love 
I love the intentionality between be, be behind the marketing and the partnership. The partnership is just as intriguing to me as the product is. So tell me a little bit about the origin of that partnership. Had you guys done business before? How did you know each other? Where did that partnership start? No, um, we knew each other through um, a, um, a shared friend, uh, a guy named Dan Snow, who lived in my uh, neighborhood and uh knew Brian was his Brian was his brother-in-law so yeah when when he put it together in his mind when Brian came to him and said hey I want to coat this fruit in chocolate he said oh you should meet my neighbor Taz so we oh, he was the real genius behind it all <laughs> he was well we give him a lot of credit we probably give him too much credit but <laughs> that's amazing that's amazing so tell me a little bit about what you you said recently um off air that you are just about to um you just finished selling a business and you're you're starting or currently in one right now you started another one is that right so no we the, this is the startup so true fruit was the startup so we did okay. we okay. ended up just selling that to mars in january oh wow so recent okay so hindsight looking back on that whole true fruit experience selling it selling your baby's always an interesting process. What were some highs that you were really excited for about selling the business? And then what were some of the lows that you didn't anticipate after you did that? Ooh, I think it, I mean, the highs are obviously getting recognized. I mean, Mars to me is the, um, it is, it's the pinnacle and in the candy industry for, I came from the candy industry. So I yeah. I'd obviously known Mars a long time, but not from the inside out, just from the outside in. And mm -hmm. uh, a company that I always respected had really high standards for quality, really mm -hmm. uh, hires. I thought the people I met were really excellent people. So if I were to pick a brand, I don't know that I would have been that aspirational to pick a brand that we could partner with. So we, part but, uh, you know, I think we were at, uh, growing at the uh, rate that they liked, and we had a product that really does fit in the health and wellness uh, se sector of the business. Uh, they own Kind Bar. I don't know if you knew that, but they own Kind Bar, and we are a good pairing with with Kind Bar and yeah. Bakery yes. and a few companies. Yes. Like that. So we fit pretty well in that health and wellness division of their company, uh, and um, we're excited to be a part of their company. So to me. That was super exciting. I've just, you know, I've heard all kinds of war stories about Mars. So it's been really fun to get to know them better, to understand them better. They've been very respectful, very respectful partner. Uh, they've come in very gradually. They kind of treat us like, hey, we don't want to ruin the magic. You guys got a good thing going. We don't want to come in and crush it. Let us come in and learn wow. and pick it up. So for a company that big that knows that much about chocolate to say that, Kind of yeah. blew my mind. Yeah. So, uh, I have a lot of respect yeah. for them for, for coming in the way they did. So we've been happy with that. Really that's impressive really leadership. Yeah. No, that's amazing. So was the, you, you kind of alluded to this, but was there ever a time where the Mars brand was even on your vision board as like an aspirational goal? Like this would be really cool as an end game to sell as many chocolate companies that you had curated to something as big as Mars, or it really was just this unexpected opportunity that came up for you? Well, I had I, I'd always hoped that that might be a possibility, but never thought 
it was real. I just didn't. Th- it was almost like too good to be true. Like I can't, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine it. We'd have to be like, I don't know. We'd have to be this billion dollar company for them to even be interested in us. But so yeah, it's, it's a, it was a dream come true for me to marry with them. So we, you know, we sold our other business. To, it's always somebody that you don't expect. So we sold our other yeah. business to one eight hundred flowers, and I would. I mean, why would why would a one eight hundred flowers be interested in a chocolate company? But there was good reason. They had they did well with it. They've since sold it to Ferrero. Um, but wow, uh, it's you know so you can't anticipate why somebody's looking. It's hard to anticipate who's going to buy your company. But for this one, it was it just uh, it's been a great outcome for us, and I think they're they're going to do very well with it. They're going to take this brand and do things that we could never do because I mean they are Mars. Napoleon Hill said, quote, in every instance where you find a man or a woman of outstanding achievement, that's you, by the way, in any calling, you will find that they have been a success as a result of a mastermind alliance, unquote. Friends, we all want the mastermind alliance experience in safe spaces, especially after we've experienced success. After all, relationships are what got us here today. So for any of you who are in the thick of your after success story, your second act is trying to be figured out and navigated, and you desire help with new pivots, new identity, and a new level of contribution with a new tribe of relationships, I invite you to apply for The Last Mastermind. The Last Mastermind is hosted by myself, Brooke Casanova, and it's a three-day in-person experience where you experience a collective genius that helps you uncover your purpose, create your highest contribution, and experience deep connection. You can apply at thelastmastermind.com today.